Another edition of the Morning After podcast. Mike Keller alongside Jenny Matthews. Hello. Welcome to the program. Thank it's been you. a couple of weeks because you are, are fresh back from vacation, so we'll get to that here in a little bit. But also, we're doing this. We did this like a month ago or a little less than a month ago. We had uh, all of our summer interns come in and ask us questions, and we had so much fun doing it that we were like, we're not done. We just had to go at the end of last episode. Yeah. So... We'll Continuing on. Welcome back, the intern. Yes. By the way, and again, like you know, not to pick favorites, but you guys are my favorites okay. of all that, the interns I've ever been around, and I feel bad now. Someone. How is that, how is that not picking favorites? That's exactly <laughs> what you like, just did. So I don't mean to like say this, but actually, I'm gonna. But actually, I'm gonna <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, you guys are great. You yeah. really are great, and um, you guys are all fired yeah. fired up. Yeah. Every so week. Um, refresh everybody. Introduce yourselves as, as we ask the first questions, and 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 go from there. So. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of flip-flopping spots because I was in Florida last time when we did this, actually. That's so, right. So you just got back from Florida. How was it? It was amazing. Where were you? I was in, um, I almost said Fort Myers. That's where we normally go, but I was in Clearwater. Okay. Uh, I was, 30A is where we go, so Seaside, um, okay. near Destin. I always just tell people yeah. near Destin or whatever, and I absolutely love it. We this our, I believe it's our 18th year. Sorry, so it's a like, ongoing thing, kind of like what we do, I guess. Is now. that what, okay, but yeah. usually you go to Fort Myers. Why did mm-hmm. you go to the other? Um, It kind of got destroyed by hurricanes. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It wasn't really an option this year. But I totally forgot about yeah. that. I'm embarrassed Hopefully. to say. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, but did you have a nice visit as well yeah it was fun it was definitely an adjustment my family's kind of used to change but the eric Sitted family isn't so mm-hmm. you know it was a bit of a a wreck at first but it was fun yeah those yeah. are two very different areas of florida so like true. those who travel a clearwater uh tampa area and then fort myers also on the west coast uh-huh. but when you get up into the panhandle and tell me that i'm wrong here but there's like it can go from like cra- classy to trashy real quick. It's so fast. My dad lives sure. in Pensacola, <laughs> and he says all it is are the rich people from Alabama who wanted to live closer to the water. Well, the water. honestly, sometimes I I kind of laugh to myself because where we stay, um, there there are just these amazing beachfront beautiful houses and what you do is you get a few families to go in and then you're able to get these enormous houses on the beach or whatever mm-hmm. but there are so you'll see like gorgeous gorgeous and you'll you know these are just multi-million dollar homes right and then next to it will be like this teeny tiny little old very janky house and yeah. you you know those people They've just been living there forever. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give up their spot. Uh, people are probably offering them sick amounts of money to do it, and they're sitting on a fortune. And I just, I just kind of laugh to myself about that. I'm like, <laughs> they're standing, standing their ground there. They're not moving. But no, I love I, that too because they're saving that maybe for their grandkids. Like they, they yeah. want to tell their grandkids to sell it when it'll be worth five times as much as you totally. Know, we could sell it for two mil now. Our grandkids could sell it for twenty mil. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it'll happen. Yeah, oh, it'll happen for sure. But um, I, I do always a little chuckle at that. I'd be like. Sold mine. Yeah. Like I know. Here, there's no it. way. Yeah, I wouldn't wait. I'd be like, oh, I'll find something else. I guess. <laughs> yeah. What, so Florida, Florida is great. Give us like one highlight of your vacation. What was your favorite part of vacation? I gotta tell you, for me, it's because we get up so early every day for this show. Just not having to set an alarm. Mm. I know this sounds so lame, but just not having to set an alarm. Just sleeping in. Um, I was able to have coffee on the porch. I didn't drink coffee until just a few months ago. And every time we have gone down for 18 years and done this vacation, we have these amazing, these are really cozy beach houses with like these awesome porches. There's several porches per house. And I always imagined myself sitting on the porch having coffee, but I didn't drink coffee, so I never could. And I did this year. By the way, thank you, because not only that, you made this investment, and mm-hmm. now you, you bought a, uh, a cheap Keurig from Walmart, and then you brought it back, and now we have our own in-studio Keurig, and I feel like the classiest people in the building yeah, right Yeah, I do feel pretty cool. Like, we are like the superior a- studio. <laughs> um, we have our own private Keurig. No big deal. Look, it was 
59 bucks at Walmart. I thought that was a really good deal for a Keurig. And I thought, well, then I'll just, if I travel or you travel, I mean, take it and take it. I'm not, I'm not going to take the Keurig traveling with me. That's, I do. See, I'm psycho. That's fine. You pack the whole thing? <laughs> well, we drove and I okay. packed, I, yes, because I was honestly really nervous that the house wouldn't have one and they didn't. They had a coffee pot, but I'm new to coffee. I don't know how to use an actual coffee pot. I only I, know how to use the K-cup. I don't either. You really? That makes me feel better. I don't know how to use a coffee pot. Like okay. I know there's the paper filter involved, and I know that, but I boom. Oh, oh I love that. I can oh, teach I, you. I feel very alone in that. No, no, no. it's it's YouTube. I can right. teach you in that because I uh, was a barista. Stop it. That was my oh, first okay, job, perfect. and then I worked at Starbucks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you know how to make all the fun coffee drinks? Oh yeah, and the most complicated ones. Starbucks and the easiest a, one. Starbucks makes a ton of money by mixing milk with a little bit of coffee. It's crazy how much yeah. money they make. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised. Like, we have, like, pictures of, like, people would come in and they get, like, ten different modifications. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the coffee at? I know. Right. <laughs> Anything we can do to hide it. Yeah. I was like, okay. No, and I'm oddly getting to where I don't want to hide it. I, I have gone down to one creamer per coffee, and I'm even thinking that at some point I won't even want that because I crazy. like the taste. Oh, yeah. I know. It's wild. It's I loved wild. it because, like, I would work a shift uh, before, like, classes and stuff, and I put, like, four like four shots of espresso in there. Yeah. And I'm Ooh. like, no, I was like, I'm getting, Ooh. yeah. So, like, it, it got to the point where, like, I had to, like, cut myself off. I'm like, okay. So let's go from four to like three, <laughs> like go down, wean. like wean it up. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Well, oh, so my name is Brianna. I was here last time. I Brianna. Brianna. Oh, Brianna. Oh. Okay. So we were talking about like the mornings and stuff. So what's, what part of your job gets you the most excited to wake up in the morning? Oh, I have to go first. Yeah. I've been talking a lot here. I love this. Uh, my favorite part of this show is it's you genuinely never know what's going to come out of our mouths. Like we, when we, there's been several, and I wish I could give a specific example, but on the spot, I can't think of one. But we'll say something that's just totally erratic. Like I can't believe this conversation is even happening. And then it'll be like six ten in the morning, and Jenny, I'll look over at you, and I'll be like. Did you think when you woke up two hours ago, the two hours from now, you would this sentence would come out of your mouth? Exactly. And it's like, no. No, not even a little I, bit. I didn't. What's funny now, and one of my other favorite parts is every day, um, my wife FaceTimes me because our, our little 10-month-old daughter wants to wants to chime in and say hi. And I love that because, well, apparently, oh, you don't know this. You were out last week. But apparently what happens at the house is there's a routine at my house now. And that's that, you know, my wife, Katie, and our daughter, Chandler, they wake up and like she comes downstairs and she has like a half a bagel or whatever it is. She eats that or a waffle or whatever. And then Chandler immediately looks for Katie's phone. Aww, and she grabs she the knows. phone and she goes, Dad, Dad! And she like Aww, yells so it. Sweet. It's awesome, right? That makes yes. me crazy. So when I get that call, I know it's because she grabbed the phone and went, Dad, Dad! Yep. And so we call. But then what I end up doing is handing the phone and you end up talking to Chandler more than I do because I just turn the FaceTime over and you guys just have the She's conversation. so precious. Yeah, but I you're just really creepy because you say some weird things. I'm not creepy. Things. Yes, I'm not are. creepy. What do you Look, say? She, I want to eat her cheeks. She like, do ladies, when I say that, like her cheeks are just like squishy and delicious and don't you just want to like, like just chew on them? No, that's a weird thing to say. Well, and I understand the intent behind it, but I'm saying if you were to like type that out, like mm. if you're if you're if someone were to like transcript our show, transcribe, yeah. transcribe. Excuse me, thank mm. you. Like they would come, they'd be like, "I want to eat your daughter's cheeks off of her face." It's a weird thing to say. I know, I know, and I don't deny that, but I stand by it, and she's precious and. Thanks for sharing her with me. I appreciate that you stand by your weirdness. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%.
It's the only way to be. There we go. All right. All right. So my name's Caitlin, and I was here last time. Caitlin! Can you just say, like, you three have really have three very different personalities. And Caitlin, you are quiet, but I feel like you are observing everything. Is that sort of how you are in life? Yeah. What's your initial judgment of Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews? <laughs> she can't even say it. She's like, these people are weird. It's okay. You yeah. don't have to answer that question. She shook her head. She wouldn't even say it out loud. Yeah, en- we're weird. We know it. Look, we know I'm, it. I'm sorry. I mean, I enjoyed that you were uncomfortable with that question. That really, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a jerk like that. Go ahead. So, Jenny, you were accepted into the FBI Citizens Academy. How do you feel and how did that come about? Okay. All right. First of all, thank you for bringing that up. Because hey, Jenny, I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> This is the current highlight of my life right now. Um, You know, honestly, this is how it happened. So my brother-in-law, who lives in Texas, he texted me and he said, can I give your email address and your phone number to so-and-so, something about the FBI? And I'm like, well, what? But that's how, you know, that's that's how, sorry, that's how men sometimes just give information. It's like very, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And so I'm like. By that, do you mean it's straight to the point? There's not like a five-minute unnecessary conversation beforehand? Let's just. The reason I'm calling is this. You're fair, fair, yes. Okay, but thank you. I, you know me, I like a little more fluff in the conversation. You know me, I'd like a million dollars. You can always get what you like. You know. <laughs> so anyway, he texts me, and so I finally, I kind of, I kind of figure out what he's talking about, but not really. And I say, sure, just if it's about the FBI, I love true crime, whatever, I'm in. So I get this woman, Bridget, contacts me, and she is in charge of getting people to be a part of this FBI Citizens Academy, which I didn't even, I've never heard of that before. I had no idea. And what they do is take, I want to say maybe 20 people from the community that have some sort of public status of some sort and who, you know, have an interest in, in true crime. And obviously, I mean, she listens to the show enough to know that I would be a good choice for that. So she, yeah, I mean, let's just be off. Let's just be real here. So um, she said, okay, but here's what you got to do. You got to go through a background check, uh, a fingerprint check, like all mm-hmm. the things. And then if you get selected, we'll let you know. And I mean, it was really like, I felt like I was applying to college or something like that. I mean, it was very intense. And then I, it is weird. You start thinking about life. I'm like, what if, what if I have a warrant out for me and I don't even know it? You know what I mean? Tracing back everything you've ever done done my entire life. (laughs) And so anyway, the long story short, I did pass all the tests and then I just got the acceptance letter in the mail again, like college. And um, it starts here in just a a few weeks, October. But really, that is when you think about it. It's right around the corner. I, uh, it's in, when you tell that story about how you're waiting for your results, like, oh my gosh, what if I forgot that I'm a criminal? Uh-huh. I remember when uh, my wife and I were going through the infertility and we had to take all these tests to see if you get, one of the things they do is they test, you have to do the STD test. Yes. You have to go across the world. No, it's not STDs anymore. <laughs> STIs, ST, they, they changed well, the name. STD. The, I just know I had to get tested for AIDS and everything else. Yeah, you else. get tested for all the, and the chlamydia and the clap and all, all the things. You get tested for everything. Yeah. And so it was funny. It's just like, well, we've been together seven years at the time. And uh-huh. we're like, what if one of our tests comes back positive for the clap? Listen, like, not you... once have I thought that I had AIDS. I've never thought that. But so glad. <laughs> when you're waiting for those tests to come back, all of a sudden it's like, but what if I do? And then I was like, well, what I, if I feel do? good. What if, and, and, <laughs> I and then you have do, to go, but... then you have to go. All right, whose fault was this, you <laughs> cheater? Yeah, who gave it to you? <laughs> right. Um, that reminded me of another story, but that's for another time. Anyway, um, uh, but anyway, so this oh, is, no. I'm very excited about this, and I get I got the uh, sort of itinerary agenda of what we're going to be talking about. I mean, you guys, it is stuff like crime scene investigation, forensics, uh, just all this, st- all the stuff that I just, 
love learning about. So I can't wait. Can I share a story before we move on that reminds me of this? Because this reminds me of like four years ago when uh, some of the Q104 staff got invited to do a week with the Marines That's in San Diego. Right. Oh that's right. I forgot you did they, that. They gave us an accelerated version of basic training and were very light on us compared to what they usually do. And you guys, so when I was little, I had an inhaler. I had asthma. And I thought as I grew up that I just grew out of it. Turns out, apparently, I haven't because within the first 24 hours with the Marines, I had an asthma attack oh, for the no. first time in a quarter century. <laughs> no. I was like, I had to fireman's carry somebody else. And like as part of this drill or whatever, and I and so I fireman's carried this. I tried to pick this guy up, couldn't pick him up because I'm weak and I'm frail and I'm a weak, frail man. And then I, and I I got like five yards on him. I started going. Oh no! <laughs> they had to call a doctor. Stop! Did you call an inhaler? I'm coughing about it now, but I ended up. I was fine. I just had to take a break, and it was like, okay, this guy's incredibly out of shape, and we should probably not force so him to. I, but you know what's crazy? Earlier that day. Part of that drill was running um, a half mile, like two laps around a track, and there were like 40 of us. I was in sixth place. Let's so go. your boy ran. Okay, but the problem is I burnt all my energy. That was like round one of three, and I burnt all my energy on the run. And then it came to the lifting heavy stuff, and I'm like, look at me. Yeah. Stop it. Weak, Proud of you, frail. though. Has Weak, asthma, frail man. But yeah. can run. Right. At least you checked one of the boxes. Yeah, created a beautiful daughter, too, for the record. Yeah. Shout out to me. And yeah. clear on the STDs. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> doesn't have AIDS. Let's go. Thank goodness. Thank God. Uh, okay. I'm always interested to see what y'all are going to say in here, to be so honest. But Thanks. to really mix it up a little more, would y'all ever get matching tattoos? And if so, what would your ideas be? Like, I need an individual. Like, what would you get and what would you want? Right. So we, you and I, he and I would get matching tattoos? Yeah. Like, I have okay. to tell you, I'm, I got my very first tattoo. Okay. Um, when was that? Isn't know. it like right Early here or something ago. like that? You yeah, got like a like rib like one, a right? Rib one. Yeah. yeah. And, and I had never wanted to tattoo in my life. And the only reason I decided to get it was because I, um, I've i been through a lot of surgeries and stuff on my mm-hmm. stomach. I have all these nasty scars and I hate it. And I wanted something that I could look at that was pretty to distract my eyes from looking at the scars. And it did. And I love it. But it is funny because they say once you get one, you want another one. Yes. And I do want another one. And I would like to get something on my wrist. I thought about a matching tattoo with like my mom and my sister or something the three of us could get. Or even my husband, but he is so anti-tattoo, he will never. So it would just be funny though if I ended up getting a magic tattoo. You get it with him instead. (laughs) Your secondary soulmate. I I can again. We talked earlier about how you women like to talk for a long time and men get straight to the point. Uh, Your question was, would you ever get matching tattoos? And if so, I would stop you there and say no, no, and that would be the end of the question. Well, shoot. Okay, but let's pretend. Yeah, at least do an imaginary. Because I wouldn't either. But let's pretend. Yeah, I would get a a portrait of Jenny on my left pec. (laughs) Okay. So would you like do the same, or would she and get something else? I would expect else? her to get a. Por- I'd actually like you to get a family portrait, me, Katie, and Chandler. Actually, actually, I think I would just get Mike Keller in old English lettering across my back because I don't know if you ladies know this <laughs> Shut up. about don't your boy over here. Oh, no, <laughs> please do. We all were douchebags in high school. Like, speak right, like, for yourself. I was very cool. Just kidding. Not even a little. I would bit. have been friends with both of you. I think. I Jenny was a flyer. She was a, cheer, a flyer, was a cheerleader. A flyer. Yeah, they yeah. were up in the air. Now I would thud to the ground. Look, the two most popular things when I was in high school was Eminem and the Fast and the Furious, the first one, mm-hmm. right? So when I tell you that two years before I started driving, so when I was 14, the Fast and the Furious, the first one comes out, and it's only a matter of time. Everyone at high school has got some douchey tricked out car so i drove in my um saturn 
and I decided that my Saturn needed to be pimped out. Because that was the thing, was pimping out rides that aren't normally considered to be cool rides, right? Like, how many people had pimped out Honda Civics, right, in mm-hmm. 2000? That was the thing. Yeah. So my Saturn, I put white rims on it. <laughs> I actually was at O'Reilly Auto Parts and found oh, white wind. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Wow. So okay. I went there and I found white windshield wipers mm-hmm. that matched my white rims and the capital. Oh, I also went to um, Midas or Meineke, one of them, and got a, um, a loud muffler put on the back of my car. Stupid if you're a teenager, by the way, if you're sneaking out. You can't sneak out when your car goes when you start it up. Which, for the record... I bought like a high quality muffler, so even though my Saturn was slower than dirt, it sounded great. I'm sure it did. It didn't. It didn't have like that dumb backfire that a lot mm. of those cheap fart cans have. Like it was a quality muffler. Mm. Um, anyway, but to cap it all off, there was this company called Wicked Stickers. Mm, Wicked Stickers. And they uh, and 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 I did put the last name Keller in old English capital letters mm. across the. I mean, it covered the entire back window of my car. Mm. White lettering, white rims, white windshield wipers to mat to, to contrast the hunter of uh, the forest green Saturn that I was driving. It's something special. It was a stick shift, by the way, too. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. Paul Walker. We miss you, though. Mm. It's my dog Boy. right there. Is it bad that I know a couple of guys from high school that kind of did stuff like that? It'll. <laughs> It, you know what's crazy to me? Just yesterday, we were at this, we were swimming in my neighbor's pool, and this car drives by, and the subs, are, you know, yeah. all the bases. And I'm like, dude, that was popular when I was high, in high school. Like, how is that still popular? It's like, get your not. own That's trend. It's and not. I, That's. But like, I can't believe like, people still do that. Like, ladies, get, get your own. Have trend. you ever been just swooned? You know, someone pulls up next to you, and they've got the you know the bass pumping and the you know just all of that going on. And are you like? Stop it right now. No, every time. Out. Or like when, no. Like Never. No, 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 not that. But like, or like whenever they have the trucks. So I used to have a truck and I always thought it was funny because like guys would pull up next to me. Like, you know, they rev up their engines. I'm like, good for you. Good for like, you. Like, like, good for you. Like, I don't, I don't know. My husband had... Oh, go ahead. I would give this advice to to younger men as an older, more mature man, and not mature by much, but more mature than I used to be. Anytime you roll up in a big truck or a loud car, every... No one loves it, and everyone thinks you're just compensating for a small wiener. Like that's what every everyone everyone yes. anybody you rev your and I'm telling you straight up, everybody thinks that. Yeah. Everyone thinks, well, mm. you've got a small package, buddy. I don't know what's that's why you're trying. Like everybody thinks that. So mm. just know that if you really want to impress a woman, don't roll up to her with your with your your big truck that's loud or your car that's loud. Yeah. Um, it's a smart car. Be able car. to pay for the first date. You'll get a lot further than just your pull loud up truck in the smart car. You know what I'm saying? You're like, wow, you must if have you roll up in a normal car, package. Right. If you roll up in a regular old vehicle, but you're able to pay for everything on the first date, I guarantee you she's way more impressed than your than your loud vehicle. We do that all the time at Northwest, like whenever people are driving by. Because like we have like a little front porch, and people will do it. And like my roommates and I would just yell, like, you got a small wiener. Yeah. <laughs> like, You'd let them like, have it. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, because most of the time we already know who it is. So it's like they're showing off. I'm like, dude, really? Yeah. Really, though? This is my favorite thing about the podcast is we can say this stuff. Can't say this on the air. But on the podcast, we're not regulated by the FCC, and our people know. Well, the FCC won't let me be. Or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. So come on and dip, rub on the lips, and get ready. Because this is about to get heavy. I just settled on my lawsuits. F you, Debbie. Yeah. Eminem, baby. I love it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Oh, he I, practiced in the mirror. You know, we practiced in the mirror with hairbrushes and such. No, he practiced. I Eminem. once karaoke'd "Stan" by Eminem mm. at a uh, <laughs> P 
pizza slash karaoke bar in Columbia, Missouri, and got a standing ovation. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I love that. I even got a girl to come up halfway through to do the Dido part because I didn't have a Dido at first. Mm. She wasn't that pretty, but, you know, it was cool that she came up at least. It it served the purpose, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. So my next question is that we kind of have like a little celebrity guest every Thursday at Hot Country Nights, the Chocolate Cowboy. Yes. So some people have asked me personally, like, how did that come to be? Like, how did he get involved going on stage? Um, It just started with us seeing him... Um, okay, so if you ever go to a Miller Lite Hot Country Night, you'll see pictures on the big screen, and then there's this little QR code in the top right corner, and you scan it, and you take your picture, and you upload it, and that's how you get your picture on that big screen, and that's what he did. He posted a picture of himself, and then we, and then he, um, his Instagram handle was just called the Chocolate Cowboy. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. But if you don't know what he looks like, um, he has beautiful chocolate colored skin and he wears a cowboy hat and a, typically a vest with no shirt under, um, always the jean shorts with a cowboy belt and some boots. I mean, Short jean shorts, too. He and, shows some and thigh. And he's a big dude, you mm-hmm. know, and he's just totally rocking it and oh, yeah. owning it. Just a hilarious dude, hilarious character, and he uh, he's usually, I don't know how he was able to get side stage before him, but he's been side stage most of it, so we just struck up a conversation, and then he's like, follow me on Instagram, the Chocolate Cowboy, and we're like, the Chocolate Cowboy, yeah. like what a great, it's, it's a hilarious name, yeah. and so we started, uh, we just said, dude, just, so we then we just, after we started talking, like, come up on stage, the people obviously love you, and you're like, you're, you're dressed to the nines, dressed to kill, I imagine women just flock to this man. Like, who wouldn't? What a stud. I, I, I He's know. such a super nice guy. He's like, super, super he nice. He talks to us every week and like every week and all that stuff. Super nice. And like always like make sure it's like we're okay and everything. And I was like, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I like him too. We really did. We just started talking to him. He called the show one time. We just had we had him on. I don't know. He's just a really nice guy. So we just kinda hang out with him. <laughs> all that goes. I enjoy chatting with him every time. I do Thursday. too. I like him. So apply. He's telling me now. He's like, he's like he told me like what he currently weighs. He's trying to get back down to his football weight. He said, I'm gonna next summer when he comes to Hot Country Nights, he's gonna have the uh the keg is going to be gone, and it's just going to be the six-pack underneath. Do you want to know what I know? I'm just going to say this. It's a podcast. I don't even know if this will ever get back to him. Do you know what I think? I think I think there is more to him. I think he is somebody. Like, um, I don't know how to say that. Like, I, I think he he's either, like, a millionaire or he maybe he was a professional football player. I don't know. Like, I think oh, there's more. No, Do you know what no, I'm wait, saying? No, wait. Sorry. No, go. No, go, no. go. Yeah. So he talked to us about this before. Like, he played with somebody before, before COVID. I can't remember the team now. But then after so he COVID. Did. Yeah, he played with, like, I don't know if it was, like, NFL or something. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, yeah, don't take my word Look, for it. I know, but, I know. But, but no, he did something, and then COVID hit, and then he was like, I just didn't go back because, like, you know, all that stuff. Right. And I then he started going. that had or maybe has, like, something serious in his life, and he's probably making great money and doing whatever, but this is just a way for him to just sort of have a character and be kind of silly and whatever. I don't know. I'm making that up. I just feel like there's more to him that we don't know about. Are you saying that you think that the Chocolate Cowboy is Batman and we haven't met Bruce Wayne yet? Uh, That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So just tuck that thought away, and then if it happens, we'll we'll know that I had a good instinct about that. Okay. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone starting out in this industry oh that's good i i'll give you mine first and that's basically something that you know i remember when i first got into radio and i thought oh my gosh who am i going to be what's my personality going to be this is my advice be you because look at the three of you three are so you're totally different personalities but i like i'm obsessed with each separate personality because it's so different it's unique you guys are all very authentic be you whatever your personality is 
just go off that. As soon as you try to be the next somebody, yep. you lose all your originality. When I got started, people were like, oh, so I guess I'm going to be a radio DJ. Oh, so, oh you're going to be like the next Howard Stern. It's like, no, I'm going to be the first Mike Keller. And there's going to be nobody else that can be like me. And there's going to be, and just like nobody could be Howard, that's that's a ridiculous thing. And I understand, and they mean that as a compliment, like, oh, you're going to go be like the most successful, famous radio DJ in the world. Yes, I hope to have the career success that Howard or Seacrest has, but I'm not going to do that by, by trying to be like them. I'm just hoping that what I put out is 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 successful and you can only do that by being yourself yes. my biggest piece of advice and advice I wish I was taught earlier in life is to network meet everybody one of the biggest life lessons that I wish I learned a decade earlier is it's not what you know it's who you know I have a very strong opinion about the uh, and I think are you all in college like at universities so mm-hmm. Real talk, I didn't go to college, I didn't go to university. I, in my, for me, that would have been a huge waste of money, and I'm glad I never went. The, my only thing about college is, and if you're at college, take advantage of this, meet everybody, especially especially the kids that you know that are going to be like successes in life. Be friends with them, get to know them, because when all of a sudden something happens in life and oh my, you're fired or you lose a job or whatever, which will happen probably once in your life. And it could maybe you did something wrong or maybe it's just cutbacks because the company's not profiting as much as you thought. You are going to be out and you're, oh my God, what can you do? You can send out resumes, but ask any person who works in HR. Um, they get they have a stack of resumes and none of them stand out. It's so hard to stand out in a resume. But if you know somebody, hey, man, do you have anything open? Because I just lost this job. And they're like, oh, you know what? You'd be And even if even if they don't have anything for you, They'll know somebody who says, let me connect you with this person. It is all about who you know. Other than my my very first radio, my Illinois radio job, which is like three jobs ago, I got, thank God, just because I sent the right resume at the right time. But every progression I've made since then has been because I knew somebody, not because of a resume I sent randomly. I was like, hey, you need to go, let me give you this guy's email, send an application and a resume, and I, I'll set up a conversation with you guys next week. It's all about who you know, so know everybody. Also, I say on that note, just to go off of that a little bit, also, <laughs> don't burn any bridges in radio because it's a very small industry, and I know so many people who have just you know abruptly or obnoxiously left jobs and it's dumb because you will ultimately it, it all circles back you know people it's just it's just small world so. and that's I think that's any industry I don't think that's just ours I think I don't know I just know I this think, one is. I think don't burn a bridge works no matter what area of life you choose to pursue be it broadcasting or media or something else completely Makes sense. yeah we got deep there yeah. Woo, that was yeah. good answer, good I was like I don't even know how to respond but I've lived like all over the country because my dad's in the military. So oh. I think that that's kind of like the biggest life skill that I've built. And also like coming into here to intern, I feel like that's also a Where all thing. have you lived? Just get ready for this list. Let's go. Um, this is the first time I've ever gotten to choose to live somewhere like college, Seriously? which is so awesome. I was like really excited about making a decision for myself. But I was born in Maryland and then Where? Annapolis. I was born in Westminster. Oh, actually? Yes. Okay, That's fine. wild. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I was born like right by the Naval Academy. So my dad yes. was there. But I promise this has a point. But anyways, so I went to Massachusetts after that and mm. then California, Illinois, Texas, here. Whereabouts so, in Illinois? Um, It was a really small town, Washington, Illinois. Okay. Kind of by like Peoria and all those. I don't know. Oh, I know exactly where that's at. Oh, okay, perfect. I used to... Look at me knowing where y'all have been. Yes. I don't know. But... Just, just north of Peoria is where Washington is on Highway 29 right along the Illinois River. Something like that. North... I believe you. I was pretty young and I'm really bad at directions still mm-hmm. anyway. So you could be like Same. north, south and I'd right, left. I don't Do you like, see why I'm friends with it? It means, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jenny, Jenny gets me. I get you. No, but anyways, I feel like that, like having that basis 
already in my head and then coming here and getting to do it with people that I admire and stuff. Like, for instance, I've known who you guys were forever and I always be like, oh my God, that's Jenny and Mike. And now Aww, I'm like, oh, so Jenny and Mike. And I'll like come up and give you a hug. So I think that that's like what this industry is good for too, is like you get to meet people and be like, oh, I really admired them. And now mm-hmm. we're like friends yeah, and stuff. No, so I, I think that, that that's really cool. I love that y'all said that. Um, but kind of going off of that networking situation, I know y'all have done a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that like really made you nervous and you fangirled? Like not in a bad way, but you're like, oh my God, I love this person. Like, I'll tell you what, what early, am I going to do? Early on, like I got nervous about every interview because I just thought, oh my gosh, I've got to have all these set questions. Like there can't be any awkward silence or anything like that. And I kind of overprepared. And honestly, I think just as I've gotten more comfortable with what I do, I don't, I don't really like to have a whole lot prepared. I like to, you know, kind of have somewhere to, to begin because you have to have a starting point, but just kind of feed, listening and feeding off a conversation and asking and trying to get something different out of them than the, just the, the typical questions that they're probably asked all the time. Mike and I pride ourselves on that. Like when we go to the CMAs and the ACMs and people, you know, the different stars will sit down with us and stuff. And I, I think they all walk away thinking that was fun mm-hmm. because we just have a conversation. You know, we try not to be too uh, mm-hmm. bullet points. You and, know. Yeah, and, and asking these artists... They do so many interviews that they get asked a lot of the repeat questions, and they know that's part of the gig, and they understand that. But at the same time, if you can stand out to them, it really helps you out. Like, oh, my gosh, please don't ever. If you end up pursuing this career and you have getting to talk to somebody famous, if you ask them, so how what made you decide to be a musician? (laughs) Shut up. What a boring ass question. Don't ever ask that question. You're going to get a very generic answer. The person you're interviewing is going to know that you don't really – like find something and go to their Instagram story. Find something oh, about this, something they just brought up on Instagram. That is honestly such a gift mm-hmm. to us, though, because when I started radio, there was no Instagram. And so you had really you there wasn't even Wikipedia. You right. know, you didn't have anything. You kind of had to just guess or do research. But um, it, we are lucky in that way because yeah. that can bring up a lot of lifestyle topics and things like to that. To answer your specific question, is there a specific moment or something oh, you remember? Yeah. Uh, 2017. Uh, Garth Brooks came to town. It was it was his second time. He did like the it was the you know what seven shows in two days or or whatever it was. Anyway, um, we knew that was happening, but um, when they were about to announce it, um, nobody told me that he was calling the radio station. And to go back even further, um, he I had just switched. So when I first started Q104, I started on the afternoon show where Lydia is now. And nine months in, I switched with that the then afternoon host. We switched spots. She went to afternoons. I went to the mornings with the previous team. And nobody told us. And our um, the hotline rang. So behind the scenes, we have a special phone number in our studio. It's called the hotline. And it's whenever like you know we're setting up an interview with an artist or something. It's a special phone number that they call. So and it, it's a different phone line that rings. And that's so we know. Oh, okay, this is somebody from Nashville calling. We need to take this call immediately. So they call the hotline. So our hotline rings, and I'm like, what in the world? And I didn't recognize the number, and so I answer. And I said, uh, you know, good morning, Q104 Studio. I was like, hey, it's Garth Brooks. Panic. What? <laughs> I would have like, <laughs> what? Hi. Hey, it's Garth. Hey, I know you guys didn't know I was calling. Why don't you let you know I'm making an announcement right now. I'm coming to Kansas City and tickets are on sale Friday. Like, what? It would have been funny if you were like, I'm sorry, who? What? <laughs> Asthma attack about to happen. What? Like, uh, what? I see what you did there, Asthma attack. <laughs> yeah, Very good. But I was like, hey, whoa. But I think we ended up turning into a pretty decent uh, spot, decent conversation. And he is, we did get a chance to sit in a room with him for about a half hour uh, and just have a conversation and like get past the, oh my God, you're Garth Brooks. And just like talk to the person. It was really freaking cool. He's a super nice dude. 
And uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. And I was one of those guys. I wasn't really a big like if you turn Garth on the radio. I'd probably change the station, but and, and and I had never seen him live, and everyone said you got to see him live, you got to see him live, and so I saw him live, and I was like, I get it now. Yeah. I, will I still probably turn him off on the radio? Eh, it depends on the song, but if if I ever get a chance I'm to go, I'm the same to, way. I don't care for his music on the radio. I never have. But when but, it, but there's something live. about when it's live, whoo, it's a game changer. So that's my that's my like what the heck crazy celebrity story is when he just said, hey, it's Garth. What? Why are you calling? Like, what's going? <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> Wrong number. Anyway. No, I wanted to say something like when you were talking about, like, it's not what you know to you know. Mm-hmm. My nanny always told me that. And, like, that's how, like, she got her job and everything. And, like, kind of like what Alex was saying, like, I grew up listening to you guys and Mix. So then, like, when I came here, I was like, this is so weird. Like, I knew. Like, you guys were, like, celebrities to us. Yes. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Like, mm-hmm. show, like, can we go talk to them? Like, all this stuff. Stop. Oh, no, no. Like, mm-hmm. for real? Yeah. No, like. But I would sit there and be like. Yeah, like we would all be sitting oh and we're like, gosh, can ridiculous. we go say hi? Like, should we go do it? So we'd all do it as a group and everything. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> everybody here and everybody at Hot Country Nights I've met has said like, go meet somebody. Like if you see uh, like the DJ, like if you want to see what he does. And I was like, hey, can I see your turntable? And he showed me everything, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Are you talking about Mitchell? Yes, Mitchell I love Mitchell. So I awesome. love him. No. And he's, isn't he like brand new to Kansas City? He just like, yeah, he just got so. here. I don't mm-hmm. remember his whole story, but I remember thinking, yeah. wow, this is amazing. You just showed up and he's fit right in. Like, yeah. Well, like it's, it's like makes me feel good because like every time we go now, he always comes say hi to us that's and so like nice. people that recognize us. And it's like, people are like, oh, how do you know them? It's like, you know, I just talk to everybody. Like kind of like play it, it off, but yeah, just yeah. people. You know what? There's a book called Everybody Poops, and the fact <laughs> is, <laughs> I hope everybody does. Well, you do hope, of course. My bearded dragon doesn't poop for four months, but that's a side story. Um, everybody poops. That's what I, I know. That sounds ridiculous, but that you know, I got I would get very kind of starstruck and overwhelmed being new in the business and being like, oh my gosh, like celebrities. You know, everybody poops. We're all the same. They yeah. just happen to do something cool for a living. You know, they sing songs or whatever. Carrie like, Underwood. You know what I mean? <laughs> After two cups of coffee. She poops. Betcha bet she's got to sit Carrie down. Carrie Underwood and... poops. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just remember that. It probably smells like lilacs, though. You know, like you know what? It probably does. Like she probably heard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We had that conversation. <laughs> we did. We actually have to. Oddly, we've talked now about Carrie Underwood's bowels several times. <laughs> well, because her diet, what is it? Like beans? Oh my beans God. This and... is why she looks the way she looks. She eats like nothing but beans and kale and whatever. Oh, so you know like she's beans. very gassy. Well, I, I couldn't hang out with okay. her. Okay, real behind the scenes here thing. But we're very proud of our recent success uh, as the Missouri Broadcasters Association Woo-hoo! Large Market. Woo-hoo! Morning show. Best morning show in the state of Missouri, according to the Missouri Broadcasters Association. That's a big deal for us. The audio we sent them included our conversations about how it must, about how Carrie Underwood must be crazy when she farts because of all the beans she eats. Yeah, they're probably these people are awesome. They're like, but that's what I'm saying. That's real talk, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's real talk. Yes, I love it. Yes, Mm. that gas though. Sorry. (laughs) So my question is, you're on the front cover of a health magazine. Oh. Can't remember the name of it. Uh, Top of my head. Casey Fitness is that what you? That's years ago. I think so. It's somewhere. I don't know. I, don't I know. was. It was years ago. Pre, I was. Is that the her actually, life cover? The no. Her, the her well, one? I was on a her life cover, but I was on a Casey Fitness magazine cover. Now, mind you, I had not had children yet. I think it was the Casey Fitness. Mm. It's whatever one you showed us. I don't know. I don't know. My don't eyes remember. were looking good, girls. Oh, I know. You were looking good though. That's Thank all that you. matters. It was a long time ago. So, what was that experience like? And would you do it again? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean now I would be on a magazine called <laughs> This is what happens after life That's happens. So not true though. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind of full of it there, I'm my friend. Sure. What do you Sorry. mean? Um, you're so pretty. 
No, every you're week, so sweet. The so people need to know this. Literally every week, Jenny walks into Hot Country Nights and like PBR, and we're like, didn't we go to high school with you? Like she looks the same mm. as us, and yes, it's so I unfair. Thank you so much for yeah. saying that. That's why Jenny keeps us around, actually, mm. because yeah, we're so nice to her because <laughs> she's really so why? pretty and perfect. You guys were. So I've had people be like, oh, who's your friend over there? And I was like, like so Jenny actually, Matt? are you serious? Yes. yes. I got like, really excited one time because Mike's um, <laughs> brother-in-law. Who's oh like yeah, here's 18. a great story. So yeah, I have a uh, yeah. My See, wife's. See, this is what I mean. You're no, full of it. My wife's younger no. brother is like he asked. Uh, he asked Katie one day. He asked my wife. He's like, "Hey, do you ever get jealous of uh, since Mike is in there with like that total milf every day?" <laughs> and so I told him immediately. I'm like. I'm like, dude, I said, because I know you now, Jenny, well enough to know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell Jenny that you called her a milf. And he's like, don't tell her that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you don't understand. She like, she'll say, tell him I said thank you. Oh, yeah, he does no exactly idea. like that. Like the yeah. posture, everything oh, yeah. he just did. <laughs> we spent, we spent so 20 great. hours a week in the same room. I have her gestures down. <laughs> yeah. We definitely no, don't, but I know that Listen, sure. you guys just don't know. Like, because oh, you oh. guys are, you're so young and cute and like, and just oh, all nice. the things. No, you are in. Like, uh, let me tell you something. I, I like thought, okay, like I'm still kind of rocking it, right? And then oh, I, yeah. my kid, well, my kids, you know, are 10 and 12 now, and they're not afraid to take me down all oh, the yeah. notches. Like, my kids son will, insulting, we're walking up the job. steps, and I have on shorts, you know, and he, he'll like smack the back of my, my leg or my butt cheek or whatever and be like, ha, ha, look how that jiggles. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Or my daughter, like, oh, oh no, actually, my son, one time I had on a, like, a little sundress or something, and he's like, where are your pants? I mean, it's just funny. They'll, they'll put you, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll put you right in your place. So it's not, whenever I get a compliment like that, I genuinely, like, you think, I mean, I'm not over exaggerating, like, I genuinely appreciate that he called me a milf. I know you go. do. I knew you'd appreciate that. Let's go. And you know that he didn't mean it in an insulting no, way. He, he meant didn't. it as a he's like he thinks you're a hottie with a body. Let's go. And listen, I would take him to Target and get him a Starbucks for that because I'm so happy. I know. Actually, can I can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. I I have a so I have because this I just because I was just doing my impression of you because I have you down pat. Yeah. Do you, Jenny Matthews, have a Mike Keller impression? I'm terrible at impressions, but I know you so well. Like, I can hear... You know what I would say. I hear your responses in my head, which is why sometimes it's really weird, because we laugh about the most stupid, inappropriate yes. things together. And so I'll just be going about my day, and something will come up, and I'll hear you in my head as to what you would say, and then I start laughing alone. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're there with me in spirit. Yeah, like two in the <laughs> afternoon, and you hear something, and you go, Mike would say this, yes. and that's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, I, but I'm terrible at impressions. I always hate when people say, oh, see, if you, because I told you, my, my son thinks I do a good Luke Bryan, which, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's on the right track. I don't know. It's, it's on the right track. Sucks. It's all I've got. It does, does suck, but the, I, it's all I've got, and he likes it, and so it makes me feel confident in my ability. Did you know that Luke Bryan hates Luke Bryan impressions? Like, don't that. ever do it in front of him because yeah. I mean, everyone who does it makes him sound very stupid. If we're being, and he's actually a very smart human. Oh, I'm sure he's totally he's smart. Very Look at smart. the life he's built for himself. Yeah. but he does sound like a hillbilly. He sounds dumb. He really right. does. I've said Morgan Wallen. I've said this about Morgan Wallen, and like this is not. This is just me being real. Yep. But Morgan Wallen <laughs> looks like he's stupid. Right, but I, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally like, hear you. No, but, but, but he's not. And, 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 anyway, and, if, and if you hear that, you go, oh my God, I can't, Mike Keller, I hate you now because you <laughs> call Morgan Wallen stupid. He's clearly not. Right. He's clear there's a marketing brain there. And there were women, okay, have you all seen the meme where it's like, like 
why can't I find this man, a man like this in my, this is the hottest man on the planet, and it's a picture of Morgan Wallen. And then the comments underneath, like, you can literally find three guys who look exactly like that at a gas station. <laughs> it's true, you can. At any Bucky's, you can find three guys who look like that. My friend said, my friend said that, like, with Morgan Wallen and there was somebody else, like, if they were not a professional singer and artist, that, like, none of these girls would like them. No! Because it's like this, like, the, just... Oh. Being there a singer so is just like the attractiveness. Yeah, right. there are so many um, that you could say that about. Who's the one? Who's the one? Um, pff, he's dating. Oh, God. The girl that has the big thumb. She's really gorgeous. Um, what? Is it Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly? Who's he dating? Oh, Megan, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. She, I, she has the same big thumbs I do. That's why I like always <laughs> oh, associate my thumbs. But she's total hottie, right? Like, And yeah. he's, I'm sorry, he's Gross. Or do you not think that? Like, maybe I'm just old. I don't know. Dude, I... Eminem messed him up so bad in a in a rap battle that he had to change genres of music. He's no longer rapping. He's a rock well, star now. Whatever he is. He's not a rock star. He's just... yeah. yeah. The real Slim Shady, please. Yeah. That's why everyone here is standing up. All right, here we go. Okay. What do you... All right, let's go. Actually, this, this next question, Jenny, I want you to answer it like you're me. <laughs> That's a great idea. Well, I don't, maybe. Let's no, because you said you can read, like, you know how I'm going to answer okay, questions. Okay, let me, let me see. So, so Jenny Ooh. Matthews is going to answer. Pressure. I don't know what the question is. Hold on. Let me see what the question is. What is some advice you would give to expecting her new father? <laughs> oh, that's that really the question? Yes. That's wild. What advice would I, Jenny Matthews, give to fathers, new, new expecting I fathers? I can already tell you that you're, it's, there's nothing for you to do in the newborn phase, Damn and you're right. not going to love it. In you're fact, gonna you're probably going to hate it. Yep. Um, but once the baby becomes a little more interactive, as your daughter is doing now, it becomes a lot of fun, and awesome. you start to really enjoy mm -hmm. fatherhood. That is exactly what so you would say. No one ever told me that the yeah. first several months kind of suck. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's hard. And, and like... But I wish people are like, you don't say that because you don't want to like ruin it for me. It's like, well, you know, it, it depends on your personality. I appreciate brutal honesty. Because let me tell you, you loathe brutal honesty. You love honesty, but someone like well, I, brutal honesty makes me uncomfortable. But yes. but no, we we both kind of chuckle a little bit. Is it Scotty McCreary who they just had a baby and Luke Combs? Luke Combs does it too. Luke Combs does it too. And when asked, you know, how's fatherhood? Oh man, it's just great. It is just great. And and it's like it is great. But they have a four-month-old. Like four-month-olds, they, they, so they're boy, they suck. Like well, they don't suck. They just—it's—it's it's all about. And even from a mom's perspective, it's just a lot of work. Especially like I breastfed my baby, so it's like they're just constantly on the boob. You're leaking. Your hemorrhoids hurt. Like you're just the baby's crying all night. I'm just giving you the real deal. Like there's—it's it, there are some extraordinarily sweet and amazing moments. And no no doubt, you look at that baby and think, what a miracle yeah. that I have been given by God. But when I hear Scotty McCreary, like it's been perfect it since been day one. Sober. Shut up. Like, give me an honest Liar. answer, dude. But that is, that's a lie. <laughs> Unless they have a nanny or something, I don't know. Which they might. They probably have like a tour bus nanny or something. Okay. Probably. Yeah. What would I, um, so, but the honest advice I would give as a, to new fathers, be there for mama. Be yeah. Do everything you can so she can just, whatever like needs to be done around the house you take care of, make all the bottles so that, and just let her, if, if you're doing bottles, like make, make all the bottles. If so you're not, just do what my husband did in the middle of the night as I would be up breastfeeding every two hours and he would just be like, you got this? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and wow. he would go back Good to Good job, Matthew. Now then they like waddle yeah, back to their this? bed. And it would be like a tap. Got this? I do. Thank right. you very you much. Later. Appreciate you. Yeah. You can stay awake with me. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, just, uh, just, just, just do whatever you can to make her life easier because life is hard for us as new fathers, but it ain't on the same level as as as, as it is for the mother. So just do whatever you can to make mom's life a little easier. Is the is the uh, is the truthful advice there? That was good. That was sweet. Let's flip it entirely. Um, Let's go. <laughs> 
if you too, this I've been wanting to ask this Esther for so long. If you were to ever like have a major downfall and like go to jail, why? <gasps> like, what would you go to jail for? I feel like oh, you I probably have thought of this a lot. Yeah. Mine would be because somebody hurt my kids in, okay, in some capacity, good. and I would be mama bear. Like the mama bear is so strong here. I almost got shot at the bowling alley once. Oh my god, my mom fought someone in Chuck E. Cheese. Stop! Almost. <laughs> this is why your mom and I need to be friends. We Facebook great. now. Okay, good. Um, no, I was the bowling alley. My son was like too precious, right? And he's, you know, and we're we're bowling, and he all he was doing was touch, <laughs> touching the balls. <laughs> Um, He was two years old, Jenny. How about a little maturity? But first of all, he couldn't have picked up a bowling ball if he wanted to. I mean, he was just too tiny. And we were apparently like, I mean, we were there, I don't know, it was a Sunday afternoon or something. We're just having a lighthearted little family time at the bowling alley. But there was a very serious league crew, whatever, next to us. This man came up to me and said, excuse me, get your son off my bowling ball. And what? I That's so pathetic. Really, things I never thought. Oh my god, I, I don't know what happens to me, but like there is something. There's a mama bear in here that's mm-hmm. so like gangster. <laughs> <laughs> and I start like going off on this man. My husband, who is so always calm in every situation, just quietly like pulls me to the side. He's like. We're not in the best part of town right now. Like, if you could please not, because I really don't want to <laughs> die at the bowling alley. Right. And had to calm me down. But okay, I don't even know what the question was. Uh, <laughs> why am I going to jail? That's yeah, why yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. they have, like, um, matching shirts or something? Oh, it was like, thing. a league? Oh, it was okay, a yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, road rage for me. Yeah, oh, 100% for you. I That's another ter- good one. I have terrible road rage. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I've said this, and... There are times when I'm like, I say something outrageous, and and I and I'm doing it just to get a rise out of you. Like I know what I'm saying is silly here, but I'm dead serious when I say that if everyone in Kansas City were as good a driver of me, there would there would be no wrecks. <laughs> I just know what I'm doing. I'm a defensive driver. Like I I, I, I can I can kind of predict what other drivers are going to do and move to the appropriate lane at the appropriate time to avoid this guy being a dumbass. And oh look at that, you were a dumbass just like I knew you would be. Like. There was there was a dude driving down I seventy the other day. Oh, was, this is my five a.m. driving to work. This dude driving down seventy doing probably about one twenty in his Dodge Charger, and I'm like, why? Why, nerd? Where do you have to be? Like, well, maybe he was running from the cops. We don't know. Well, there were no cop cars anywhere behind him, so either he like got rid of them by like by miles. But mm-hmm. I just I, I loathe. Uh, inconsiderate drivers. I loathe people who don't use their blinkers and they just they just cut people off. Also, it is not rude to engage in the zipper merge. It actually makes you go faster. Do not be afraid. If you if there's a lane being closed up ahead, stay in that lane that's going to close up until it's just about time to get over. You then use every inch of, of pavement possible so the traffic backup isn't as long. And then once you get to that merging point, just go left lane, right lane, left lane, right lane, left lane, right. If you if if every if, if that could be common knowledge, like why am I taught three years of algebra in high school but not about the zipper merge, <laughs> which is far that. more important. Don't get me started on what they teach in school. That's a whole nother. Jenny's been with me down that path. She hates it, and rightfully so. But, like, the zipper merges your friends, my friend. And if we all could just be a little more educated well, about it, it would be better for everybody. When you go to prison for your road rage, you can teach all the prisoners about the road about the zipper merge. It can be your job in the prison. <laughs> it can be your That's specialty. why I can never go to prison, because I know what my job would be in the prison. That's why I can never go to prison. That's terrifying. So we all should just take a little field trip with Mike. Yeah. And yeah. then test his drive, like... 
Great is driving. Yeah. No, he's a good driver. I love traveling with Mike because he's very buttoned up. He knows exactly what time, where to be, what the, that. I just, because I'm a person who just likes to follow along. Like, where, where are we going? Me just too. tell me how to get there. You know, just, and then, just take yeah, me there. As I've laid out my perfect schedule, doing everything perfectly and everything correctly, mm-hmm. then, you know, you know, jackass Billy up the road there mm-hmm. causes some sort of a backup that then throws my time off. And I'm like, listen, you like I have it planned perfectly and you have now messed it up for me. So yeah, I, you are now my mortal enemy. Mm. Move on. I felt that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> OK, so my question is, have you guys ever been told that you have a celebrity lookalike? I have. Um, and I don't see it, but, um, who's the girl from, I don't even know her name, Sex in the City, Kristen, K- Kristen, I'm gonna tell you who it is, and I'm gonna show you a picture, I, I can't and another person, one time somebody had told, told me I look like Heidi Klum, I'll take it, not true, right. but Sex and the City, Kristen Davis. Jenny Matthews has paid me the highest compliment of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, there's Kristen Davis, I don't think I look like her, but... You know what? I don't see that at all. I don't see it at all. Not even a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. The redhead from Sex and the City, basically, because I don't know who Kristen is. No, she's not the redhead. She she looks redheaded in that picture. Am I tripping? She's brown hair. You're tripping. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Jenny Matthews paid me the ultimate compliment. I disagree with this 100%, and that's not even me being humble. Like, I have no problem being arrogant and saying, yeah, I look fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't see this at all. Jenny has told me that I, at times, resemble Timberlake. Mm, I think that. Which which is hysterical to me. No, no, that's that's a ridiculous thing. As as, as arrogant and cocky as I can be, that one I'm like, "Mm." You don't see it, like, in some of our, it's more of our, like, professional photos. Sometimes I look in the mirror, and I'm like, it's like it's a mirror. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. No, no, no. Um... You know who actually I did forget my celebrity lookalike uh, Q and of War uh, Carly Pierce. Oh it's, my god, yes. It's just the hair though. That's it. Don't you think? Carly um, Pierce is 15 years younger than Jenny Matthews, by the way, and everyone says and everyone says they look like sisters. Shout out to you. I'll take that. I see it, and I'm obsessed with Carly Pierce, so that also says a lot. I, I love her. I'll take it. Got to. Carly's. I'll take it. She is funny. She's oh kind god. of a big dork, I think, inside. She is. Um, and She's I p- relate to that. So yeah. All right, one more question. Yes. This is it. Let's go. We're wrapping it up. In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait slash strength someone would need to work in this industry slash be successful in your job? Whoa. Oh my goodness gracious. Bring it back to a serious note. Seriously. Um, Can I hear the question one more time? I'm sorry. That was a lot to process. In your opinion, what is the most important personality trait slash strength Someone would need to work in this industry slash be successful in your job. Mm. Okay. Um, I'll start because I think, Jenny, you're, you're of this look that no one can see because it's a podcast, but you're like really deeply Deep thinking thought. about yeah. this. <laughs> I would say the most, the most important personality trait, be a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. How about that? Like, I think that makes sense because like if you're shy and not willing to meet people, it's 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 going to be a tough career for you. Mm-hmm. Your, your job is to talk to people and and. and, and it's it, it is kind of weird at first when you're on the air and people you have to understand like people listen to us every day, but but we don't know who is listening back. So when you meet someone for the first time, like a listener, it, it, they, it's like I know you, and it's like ooh, I don't know you, but I want to. But be social and like have a be nice and have a a, a great kind. Understand that these people listen to you every day, mm-hmm. and to them you're like family, and y- you have to embrace that and love that because that's and I, we I, i'm really proud of how we do that with our listeners because mm-hmm. we like we all we get on the air regularly and said we feel like everyone listening is weird just like us and i love that like yeah a bunch of weirdos well and that's my answer is just be authentic because i i just think i mean don't you guys just embrace real i like real people 
maybe the weirder you are, the more I love you. <laughs> you know, or like my husband always makes fun of me. He 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 feels like I would take in every stray human being or animal. Like just if it's a little bit off, <laughs> I'm sort of like drawn to it. <laughs> Mike, that's why you're my best friend. I guess because, but you know what's interesting about that is that it's, it's interesting to me that you were drawn to your husband who is so on. There was nothing off about him but ever. He's re- you know what's funny though? My husband's just naturally gorgeous. Just you know, it's something he can't help. But um, very annoying. But, I don't stand next to him in pictures. True no, story. But Look I'm at every you, single picture. I wouldn't either. He like, is the most authentic person I have ever known in my entire life. He is who he is through and through. There's never a fake persona it just it just is what it is and it, it kind of showed me that that's just just be you hey you, know you what should I mean? tell the first fight story that when you tried to yeah. have your first fight with him yeah because i tried to yeah no for real i was in totally toxic awful relationships prior to my husband i sort of he dropped from the heavens i have no idea how i found this guy he found me i don't even know how and I, my other relationships, like we fought. That's, I mean, it was just, that's what we did. And that's sick, like a sick, toxic mentality, but like that's what I knew. And so I don't even remember, and I wish I could remember what it was about, but some, something happened and I tried to pick a fight. And he was like, whoa. And he just put his hands up and he's like, I don't, I don't do that. And he walked out of my apartment and left. And I remember standing there staring at the door and being like, oh my God, like this is, what is this? Like yep. this is And he didn't and he didn't like threaten a breakup or anything. No, 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 He's no, just no, like, like that. He just I don't do this. We'll talk tomorrow. Like And he left. And he left. And and I remember just kind of processing what what just happened and ha- then it prompted a conversation when we did I called him or saw him or I don't remember like what happened but um but just I remember being like, "Okay, so this this is healthy." <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is weird. No, but I was just in really unhealthy, toxic relationships. And it was just nice to be with someone that's normal. That's how we end this episode. Yeah. Yeah, Mic drop. Goodbye. Yeah. It hurts when people do that to me. Mic drop. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.